probably the main turning point in my life where I thought to myself like, fuck this, like this is not for me. You know, I'm a, I love people and I love being around people and you know, I was spending my days on building sites with people that I, I didn't really resonate with and I didn't really connect with and my, um, my best mate actually died in a car accident and I thought to myself like fuck this like I'm not life is too short for me for this to be it you know I need I need more than this and I, I won't be satisfied if something happens to me tomorrow I won't be satisfied with this My guest today is Christian Rocky, co-founder of Bondi Protein and Northbrook Agency. Christian comes from an Italian upbringing and is passionate about food and decided to go to study cooking and hospitality after school. He moved into carpentry where he then found the inspiration that led him to start his first company called Proper Protein. I'm excited to have my good friend Christian in to chat about his journey from carpentry to running a cafe to food photography to setting up a fast manufacturing consumer good brand. Thank you for joining me today. I'm very excited to have you in. Take me on your journey of how you grew up in Melbourne. Yeah. Well, firstly, before we get started, also thanks for having me. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Just to give people some background as well. Um, I know Christian uh, through through some good friends of mine. Uh, we we worked we've wor- we work a lot together. We work very well together, yeah. actually. Um, maybe it's because we're both Sagittarians. I'm not sure, but we have a very Probably similar style. Yeah, and similar style of working. We work fast. We work efficiently, um, and we deliver. I think that's the and that the truth. That's the that's how we work, and I and I love that about us because we've got good synergy. We're upbeat. Um, both, I think, also very, uh, you know, go-getters. So very similar, like-minded individuals. Yeah, and probably, you know, you and I are both very passionate around things like food. So with me shooting your food and, and us co-creating, and it's a really good synergy that it was always going to work so well. Absolutely. You, you grew up in Melbourne in a pretty much an Italian family. Um, you know, I think from a very young age, you love food yeah um your your mum and dad cook a lot um they're very passionate about it and you know it's funny because uh the other day when i was at a restaurant um somewhere in st kilda i bumped into them and uh whilst i've whilst i've known kick for about or well christian's kick if i ever re- reference kick <laughs> it's it's because that's his nickname so kick and i have known each other for i'd say now what three four years yeah. um we we are super close we chat mm. a lot we bounce off a lot of ideas you're you're a bit of my muse like you know oh, you thanks. you know you inspire me every day you get up you you're a go-getter you get to the gym you do your workout you have your protein you you know <laughs> you go to the beach you go for saunas um you work your ass off and then you know there's always you know work hard but you also play hard so you know the difference between the two um but you when you do work you do put your heart and soul into it and i think that's really uh very inspirational thank you i just think that's the only way to do it right yeah we grew up my dad always used to say to us growing up you know if you're going to do something do it properly yeah or don't bother doing it at all yeah i kind of think that that goes across all facets of your life too you know it's not just business it's you know, if, if you're super passionate and you're putting the work in on perfecting a recipe, then you're going to perfect it. You know, if you're putting the work in the gym, then you're going to get the results you want. Yeah. You know, if you put the work in with your friends and your relationships, then you're going to have the friendships and the relationships that you want. Mm-hmm. But you didn't start off with in food. No, so I wanted to. 
Oh, did you? Um, so, you know, we would wait for dad to get home for dinner every night. Yeah. And so then we would all sit down as a family, you know, seven nights of the week to have dinner. Mm-hmm. It and was then, mum the cook or dad the cook? So mum would cook. Yeah. So four kids in five years, all at different schools, all playing different sports, all very different children with different interests. And then uh, we would, you know, get home from school and it would be time for, you know, a toasted sandwich and some fruit or whatever the afternoon snack was and then maybe a little bit of playtime as when we were younger playing sport in the backyard and then it was into homework and then showered dad mum would you know mum would be doing dinner dad would get home from work and everyone would sit down and eat as Mm -hmm. a family which Mm -hmm. i think was being instilled from a young age like that was the that was the italian yeah you know where we all like break bread at the table together every day yep and you talk about your days yeah like you know and then as we started to get older that you know becomes harder to coordinate and navigate with everyone having their own schedules and and you know different sports going for longer than other things and sports trainings and you know after school events and where all my work experience you know you know in high school when you do work experience yeah. for me it was always within hospitality venues in different you know facets of the business and different different areas you know front of house back of house mm-hmm. um, the management side of things and and then I, di- I went through all of the hospitality training at school, you know, yeah. year 11 and 12, you do all that, you know, like you start off with knife skills and yep. you start doing very basic recipes and you learn doughs and all those different things. And and then we went to William Anglis and did all the training, both front and back of house and worked with your friend George. Yeah. On uh, we, we put, you know, we had to organise an event and uh-huh. we had to organise a, a three-course <laughs> dinner and do the, the mocktails oh. and the drinks and everything that go with it and, you know, we... One year, I'm pretty sure one year we were back of house, one year we were front of house. Yeah. Um, and we just, like, we did lots of those things, but I, my dream was in hospitality yes. at that stage. And then we had a really good friend of my oldest brother who was doing his apprenticeship at Ezard, mm-hmm. and he lived at our house in Melbourne with yep. the whole family. And the hours that I used to see him put in, I was like, fuck, man, I don't know. If, like, <laughs> I don't know if I could do I this. don't know if I can do that. In, but then now when I look at it, I'm like, I do those hours on a regular anyway. week. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, but he, you know, he would get home. He would leave in the early in the morning, get home late at night and was exhausted all the time. Mm-hmm. And one, because hospitality is that sort of like, it's an in- industry of, you, you're obviously doing it for the passion. But like now that I now that you know I'm thinking about it, it's in my brain right now. It's like when I left school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, mm. and because I had the hospitality dream. But then, you know, all my all my school holidays and stuff was spent working hospitality. You know, when I was fourteen, nine months, I got a job at Coles, and I was like, I'm not doing this. And then I was stacking shelves, and it just wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. And then I was working in the kitchen. I was a dishy. And then, you know, from there you start making sandwiches and, you know, making salads and cooking the chips in the fryer and, you know, scrambling eggs in a bucket and, you know, all those kinds of things. And that was my kind of summer holidays. I'd, you know, I'd live at the beach house for, you know, six weeks over the summer holidays and I would work five days a week in, you know, back of house. And then, you know, you start making thick shakes and you start doing the smoothies and you start doing all those things. When I left school, I I was a bit lost because I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Yeah. School wasn't really for me. I started doing a building diploma at TAFE and I was like, a really good mate of mine from school, he was looking for a carpentry apprenticeship yeah. and I, we had a um, one of my dad's friends was a, an amazing carpenter and I ended up linking them together mm-hmm. and then that he, he signed up to do his apprenticeship with Lardy 
his name was Lardy Bogdanovsky, so he was a Macedonian guy. Mm -hmm. And the most intricate attention to detail person I've ever met in my life. And his skill with timber is like, like, unbelievable. So when I was working security, they actually called me. They needed a hand. Mm -hmm. So they needed someone to help them do some heavy lifting. So they called me and... I, I, I went there and then after the first day, Lady said to me, do you want to come back? And you know, I said, yeah, all right. And he said, do you want to come? And then, and then after that, do you want to come tomorrow? And then do you want to come tomorrow? And do you want to come tomorrow? And then that rolled into me doing, doing my it. apprenticeship. Yeah. You know, so when you, look at, when you look at the difference between wanting to be a chef and yeah. then doing that, it's like I, went, I ended up going through and doing so that time anyway. You've been so passionate about food, like growing up and you're like I want to be a chef I want to do I want to work in a kitchen da, 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 all this kind of stuff and then you go oh carpentry wow but then this guy you met Lardy who's you you saw his passion through his pieces or you know his work yeah Lardy taught me a lot more than just timber work though yeah. so Lardy was a really big part of my you know early adult life he was a championship bodybuilder right. so he actually taught us about not just like I already knew about food and yeah. skills and kitchens and stuff, uh-huh. but he actually taught me about nutrition. Yeah, right. So, you know, when we started, I wasn't the healthiest person, and then by the end of the apprenticeship, you know, we were we would be on site with a George Foreman grill. Yeah, and so his van had the coffee machine in mm-hmm. it, and everything was clean and perfect. And so we had the coffee machine in the van. We had the George Foreman grill, and we would go to the we would go to the, the butcher on Thursdays and buy our meat for the following week and go home and marinate it and freeze it in individual portions and then that's what we would eat with rice and broccoli and sweet potato for smoko and lunch every day. You were eating meat. Um, You obviously uh, had, had, you know, was going to the gym a lot and still do. You're very big into your fitness, um, lifting lots of weights. Um, (laughs) And, you know, men being men need their protein and... (laughs) Not just men. Yeah, everyone, everyone and you know, um, the only you know, I guess back in the day, it was like meat was the main source of protein. I guess a lot of people would would see it, um, but you changed and you had a t- turning point as well. When you I did, yeah, I, I well, kind of like we're skipping forward a fair bit here, yeah. but I was I was into my photography career, yeah, and I was based in Melbourne, but I used to work in Sydney a lot, and I I got a job in a butcher. Mm-hmm. Um, they wanted me to shoot. A bunch of the cuts and you know cooked and raw and styled and non-styled and at the end of the shoot they had some time left so they got me into the cool room with two of the butchers and they wanted some fast shutter speed action shots of carcasses being carved up and I was in there with these two guys and it was the end of the day so they were cleaning the butcher and they were sweeping sweeping and squeegeeing the floor you know and, and the floor had all the trimmings and all of the blood and you know mm, the dirty water mm, and mm. you know I had a I remember I had a jumper like up around my nose and my mouth and they were squeezing the floor and the lamb trimmings and carcass fat and everything was kind of sticking to my ankles and my shins and the smell and everything and I died from that day on I never ate meat you you were completely put off by yeah. it and, and you know I used to eat I used to eat meat five or six times a day yeah a day. A day. <laughs> I'm just gonna say a day. <laughs> no, a day. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, and everything breakfast, in between. <laughs> breakfast, smoko, lunch, afternoon, oh my snack, gosh. dinner. All right. Wow. 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 That is that is like super interesting. 
So from carpentry, um, where did you go from there? Like that was such a good time because I got to spend all day, every day with one of my best mates, with someone who was almost like with with Lardy, who was such a big big part of my life by then. He just taught me so much. Yeah. You know, then carpentry and building was the dream. The dream was to become a builder. Mm-hmm. And then, so I went out on my own. After I finished my apprenticeship, started my own business and went and did various jobs and, you know, for, for different builders and different yeah. developers and had a lot of work lined up and everything was really good. And, and then probably the main turning point in my life where I thought to myself, like, fuck this, like, this is not for me. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I love people and I yeah. love being around people. And, you know, I was spending my days on building sites with people that I, I didn't really resonate with and I didn't really connect with. Connect with yeah. And my, um, my best mate actually died in a car accident. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, like, fuck this. Like, I'm not. Life's too short. Life is too short for me for this to be it. You know, I need, yeah. I need more than this. And, I, like, I won't be satisfied. If something happens to me tomorrow, I won't be satisfied with this. With where you are. Yeah. No. Right. Obviously, like, you know, a turning point and an idea and a realisation in the real world takes, you know, quite a while mm. to come to fruition and change. And we, I was with one of my brother's friends and we had this idea. We saw a hole in the market to start this protein brand with a formula that no one else in the market was doing. Yep. Mind you, we had no fucking idea what we were doing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. <laughs> you know, like, I... I understood I understood training and I understood nutrition, nutrition and I understood food and I, I had an understanding of how to run a business. Yep. Well, I thought I did. Yep. And But this is different. But this is so different. This is creating a product. You're putting your product out there for everyone to purchase. So yeah. it's it's basically like, you know, FMCG. Like yep. you're creating a product. And I was like twenty three. Right. Yeah. So Very I was green. reading mm-hmm. like marketing for dummies yeah and advertising <laughs> for dummies and stuff like, like i honestly like i i everything was new to me yeah you gotta give these things a crack though hey uh, well it's the only way yeah we had this idea so obviously that required funding and it required time and obviously reaching out to mainly google and trying to work out how to have this blend that we wanted to have manufactured and where to go and how to get it done. And, and the majority of people told us. That, wow. Yeah. Well, majority of people told us, you know, uh, we don't work on companies that small or this is too small or these are our minimum orders. And we were like, what? Like, how are we going to, we're not going to, that will just tell us 10 years to sell that, mm. that amount. So we ended up finding someone and we, man- and we started manufacturing and then we were scraping our money together to try and pay for our first order and you know i still had my carpentry business i was renovating a house in melbourne and doing the build with the builder and it was hard i was doing the carpentry stuff during the day and then coming home and working on the project oh, so you still night. yeah, I was, just yeah. Still, I was still doing Edit, both yeah and then you know i mean the skills the skills came in handy because you know we couldn't afford to pay for the labels to be put on the tub so yeah i think we had a thousand one kilo containers and we had the labels Yep. and I built a jig so that we could sit there and hand label the <laughs> jars because we couldn't afford to pay, pay the manufacturer to put them on you know like we laugh about it now oh because God. where were you storing all of this we had it just in an office in Melbourne yeah, right. like a it was like an apartment two bedroom apartment yeah. that we just this place was full of protein <laughs> absolutely full um, so you know we did that for quite a while and I feel like that was almost like my apprenticeship 
mm-hmm. in terms of product and business. And yeah. obviously my first product-based business mm-hmm. and probably the, probably the business that I learned the most in because I think with the carpentry it was like yeah. it's, you know, very this is this is how much the material, this is how much it, time yeah. it takes and this is... It's more skill. I think I had that for four years. Yeah. Three or four years. Yeah. So do, when you when you had proper protein, uh, were there any other uh, ventures that you moved into? So then I saw an opportunity where Instagram was coming up. iPhones weren't really where they are now in terms of their camera quality. Um, so I, th- I figured, well, what I need to do here is I need to buy a camera, learn how to use it so that I can go into all of these cafes right. and create this content that we need for our socials. Mm-hmm. And then in turn, what I can offer them is if I do, I'll sell you this much protein and give you, if you buy this much protein, I'll give you a free shoot. Yes. So I used to shoot my products incorporated with their menu. So, you know, like a smashed avo on a smoothie or like a scrambled eggs and an acai bowl or. Very uh, clever. Thank you. Did you think of that because you were in the the business space of you just wanted to push the protein out yeah i just yeah. i needed to sell more product and yeah. i needed to offer something i needed an upsell for it that would yeah. allow for that so you know minimum water changed from you know <laughs> like i think it was like six kilos is the minimum water that changed to if you buy 10 you get a free shoot amazing and then, i love that and then that moved into them so you coupled your skills of you know you having a product and you having a skill together Oh, at that time, I had fucking no skill when it came to photography. Like, I had no idea what I was doing. But your sister is yeah, a Yeah, so my, my sister's a really well-known wedding photographer, yeah. Beck Rocky. Um, Beck taught me a few things, but I had another lesson from a friend of mine who was a photographer who taught me a few things. But you could sit there and tell me things all day, but until I do it myself... Exactly. you got to be hands-on. Yeah, I have to be hands-on. So it was... I got taught a couple of basic skills, and then from there, it was just on, on me. Yeah. And then... What happened is a lot of the venues that we were working with with the protein started booking me individually to shoot their menus. You know that they, they, you know, four menu changes a year. They want to yeah. change their menus, and then a lot of venues that were kind of becoming insta like Instagram venues, Instagram cafes would have me coming in. You know, once a month, and I was just, I, you know, there was a time there where I was doing proper protein and shooting venues and had my own venue. Yeah, and it was just oh my god, it was mayhem. I was just working, 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 working. <laughs> Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. It's actually I probably work more now than I did then, but I thought then I was busy. <laughs> so you did you did that, and then how did you? So you said you have you had your own venue. Yeah. So when we kind of decided we wanted different things with proper protein, so we decided to go our own way, mm-hmm. and then. I got involved at Fourth Chapter, yeah, which is in Paran in Melbourne, and so that was one of the places that you shot. Yeah, so Sarah, she was a customer of mine. She was mm-hmm. well, a customer of the. She was business. buying protein. She was buying protein. I was doing a photography, and mm-hmm. we became really good mates. Yeah, um, and so then we opened Fourth Chapter together, her, her sister, and myself, and it was crazy. Yeah, it, I remember. Like it was. Oh, it still is quite, quite, quite. Um, famous but it was when like you said instagram was blowing up yeah. and you know people were going to cafes for that like uh jiggly panna cotta with flowers and the acai bowls with lots yeah. of fruits on top it was instagrammable f- cafe food yeah that was the culture when i started taking photos like i'm 
you know, almost six foot four and tattooed and yeah. I would be at a cafe with my camera and people would be looking at me like, what the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> you know, it was, and I'm, I'm not sexist about this at all, but back then it was like only girls were taking photos of food. Mm. By the time we were operating at fourth chapter, the, it was, you know, the camera eats first. Yeah. So when the food would come out to the table, every single person would take photos of their food. Mm. And it was like, it, fourth chapter was just getting tagged left, right and center in photos from, from customers. You know, we would have a, on a Wednesday, we would have a one hour wait for a table for lunch mm-hmm. out the door. Rufus pumping, everyone having an awesome time. It was a vibe. Mm. It was Absolutely. a really good time. And so, you know, I was there for... I was there for six months and then one day I was on the till. I think it was maybe like a Tuesday morning and I was on the till and I was working and my phone was underneath the till and I looked down and it was a, the category buyer for vitamins and slimming protein or slimming products at Chemist Warehouse. Yeah. And I was like, man, why is Guy Lean calling me? Because I, I had, you know, some prior engagements with Chemist Warehouse with yeah. my first brand. and Yep. I was done with protein. I was like, I'm in cafe. So, you know, we'd just been to LA. You didn't want to keep printing labels no. to stick on your protein. No, we've, we've moved forward than that. <laughs> but, you know, I was um, I was done with that and we'd just been to LA being, on a, being out there scouting because we wanted to open in, you know, have our Melbourne site. We wanted to have Bondi. We wanted to have LA, New York. Fourth chapter. Yeah. Wow. My phone rang. It was Gaylene and I answered. I went out front and she said, what are you doing tomorrow? And I said, well, I'll be at work. Why? And she goes, oh, you've got a meeting with the board. Of Chemist Warehouse. Of Chemist Warehouse. Mm. And I was like, um, what? Mm. She was like, oh, you've got a meeting with the board. Can you be there at 10? And I was like, can I have, can you tell me what it's about? And she goes, oh, they want you to do something for them. That's all. See you in the morning. I'll be in the meeting. And just hung up. And I was like, <laughs> what? I was like, I was like, what is happening? Show up or miss out. <laughs> Seriously. Literally. And... I went. To, I went into that meeting like not no really, idea. not really knowing what I was going into. Like I had an idea that you know now that now that they you know they wanted me to create and design a product for them and sell it to them. And I went into the meeting and they pretty much told me a, a category that there, there was a big hole in the market for and that they knew that I had the skill to do it and how to how to do it all. So they wanted me to do it. And that's when we when Bondi Protein Co was born. That's amazing. And that's what for. No, five. Yeah, we just had five our, years. We just had our fifth birthday. Yeah, five years now. Yeah. And now Bondi Protein has grown. What was the first range of protein that you created? So we firstly we created our Slimit range, Slimit yeah. Women's, which was I think that there was there was obviously still a lot of consumers in the space, but it was it the stigma around protein powder was not right. Because it was protein makes you big and protein makes you strong and mm. protein makes you bulky and Protein also helps you to recover your muscles yeah. to recover, and you know protein aids in sleep and mm. digestion, and yeah. you know it's a really important amino acid building block for losing weight, burning mm. body fat. So we were looking at it and analysing the market from a different point of view than what the current consumer was already looking at. There was already some brands doing some great products that are still on the market mm-hmm. um, in the in the women's space, mm. and we just kind of made those products more accessible with the distribution that we have. Yeah. I mean, Chemist Warehouse, you've pretty much nailed it um, on the head, you know, getting getting that across the line. What did you do in that meeting? <laughs> what did you say? I don't even remember it. Too. I actually... Just think, showed up? Uh, yeah. I think I walked out of it and didn't even remember what happened in the meeting. I was just so in shock about what was happening and, you know, sitting with these guys that are just the 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 juggernauts of this, yeah. you know, of the industry, the most powerful retailer in the world. 
you know, and I was like, whoa, like this is happening. 72 hours later, I had a brand book to them with a design. Yep. So the, the name Bondi Protein, how did that come about? Come it was a brainstorming session that I was having with one of the bosses there mm-hmm. about the name. Mm-hmm. What this brand is to represent not only within Australia and its values, but also globally. So we knew that we knew that this brand was bigger than just our Australian shores. We wanted to we wanted this to be a big global brand. Mm. And obviously when you think of made in Australia, health and fitness, you you, you instantly think of Bondi, yeah. You know, so it just made most, sense. Most one of the most iconic beaches in the world. Yeah. Yep. After we launched that, we launched our vegan range. And then we launched a Slim at Men's mm-hmm. range and then we launched a Keto, keto range, range and yeah. then we launched a Collagen and then we launched bars and then we launched a coffee product and now we're about to launch more bars and more beauty products. Yep. And then our performance, performance range, will, range. Yeah. will launch, yeah. So it's, it, basically it's just growing or growing. How do you find the drive that you know, keeps you going, like, what is that sort of, what is your outlet? My, my outlets come back to, you know, my, my daily non-negotiables, which are yeah. my walking, mm-hmm. my cooking, yeah. my training and my I sauna. Mean, up early, bed early. Yeah. Um, but that, that's, that's what you live by. And I, I think, I think that's amazing. But that, I'm only there now, you know, there's been years and years of juggling so much, so much work and shooting you know, shooting content for the brand, mm. you know, and, you know, shooting with models and influencers with the products and then shooting recipes and then shooting lifestyle images of Bondi and other various parts of Australia and all these different things to kind of keep our socials separate from what everyone else is doing and mm. keep all imagery, you know, owned by us. Um, so, you know, when I'm shooting a lot, which is usually when the sun's out, it's early morning shoot and usually shoot late in the afternoon. And then if I'm in Melbourne or you're here, we're usually shooting recipes together. Mm -hmm. So I guess probably my main outlet would be um, those that morning walk. Yeah, Yeah, fitness and and in the kitchen. So I guess it kind of all ties back to that childhood. Back to food. But I also find the thing with you is um, you find refuge in talking to your close ones you connect with your close ones yeah. it's the people that keep you grounded i guess um that sort of that sort of remind you of hey this is why you're here and this is why you're doing what you're doing am i right yeah you know i think it's pretty easy to get caught in the rat race and the hamster wheel of just you know wake up go for a walk go to work have a coffee mm. go for a workout mm. you know it does keep your feet on the ground but also yeah. It still allows you to have your head in the clouds with where you want to be and where you want to be going and what yeah. you want to be doing. Yeah, and speaking of going where you want to go, where do you want to... Bondo Protein is currently at all, in all chemist warehouses. Yeah, so Australia, New Zealand, China and Ireland, Ireland we're in yep. all the chemist warehouses. I mean, for me, the goal at the start of this business was to have uh, a, content, a contending brand for the biggest you know, protein supplement brand in the world. Mm-hmm. So there's a growing demand and I think people are, you know, the, the fact that we are more health conscious in this day and age, more food conscious, uh, more aware of our health and fitness is it also ties into the fact that it is important to create a brand that continually grows and evolves in this space. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, you know, 
not everything that we that we have done at Bondi, and you know, I say we because my team is my fucking lifeline. Yeah, we've launched products that don't work. Yeah, uh, when I launched the vegan, it was yeah. When we launched it, it was it was too vegan. You know, so it was too vegan. Yeah, it tasted too vegan. It was right. Tasted like spirulina. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, but yeah, but you know what I mean. So like, yeah. that's that's what when you think of something that tastes super vegan, that's yeah. what you think spirulina is like greens and, and it tastes like dirt. Yeah. You know, and that's that was like that was what people's thought on vegan products were. Yeah. You know, right. and now technology has come so far that yeah. our vegan products now sell more than our dairy. Does it? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So. You know, for for us, it was back to the drawing board, and then, you know, la- have launched things that haven't worked and that have taken, you know, much, you know, much more of our attention and time and money and detail with, you know, advertising and marketing and sales, and that it hasn't quite hit the nail on the head. Not everything that we have done has yeah. been a super success. Yeah, but you you keep you but- just have to keep evolving and moving and on to the next and, yeah. and what's coming next and what we're doing next and how. And how we can evolve. Yeah. And it's also persistence. A perfect example, Christian, going from one industry into another and not knowing how, you know, you always think like, oh, the grass is greener on the other side and you go into it, but you don't really... It's not. The grass is greener where you water it. Exactly. So you don't really know how it's going to go. You know, you're just, you're just, you're doing it because it's it's either a passion or you're just persistent yeah. at it. Like, and I think with Bondi Protein, that's, you know, I, I got... I'm super lucky and fortunate that I have gotten to the point where it's not only my passion, yeah, but it's like I live for that brand. Abs- absolutely. Like I live and breathe Bondi Protein. Yeah. You know, I use my products and I stand by them and I believe in them. And, you know, I think when you are a brand owner, especially of, of a product-based business, you know, you need to you need to have that love for your business. You need to love your products. Yeah. Absolutely. You need to have a relationship with your own brand. You know, I, I guess there's a lot of life lessons in, in, in your your life um, c- coming out of school until now. You've done a lot of different things. Yeah. What sort of like, what were the main takeaways from it? Like, you know, give me give me a couple of examples. I just don't think that you should, you should ever think that a business mm. or a job is forever. And you should never feel like, you know, if you do feel like you are tied to something or strapped to it or you feel caged in in what you're doing then you need to you need to find a balance and a way out for you to have you know a, a different career or you know if you're if you're working a 9 to 5 but your passion is in fitness then go and do go and do your mm. certificates and go and do your courses and and make the change because at the end of the day no one's going to fucking do it for you and you know reach out to the people that you hear on these podcasts mm. and and speak to them and ask questions and you know, the, the thing is these days, like a lot of people now will answer your questions about, oh, I feel like I'm stuck at my job or I, I'm in my business and I want to do this. Like I have a, I have a coach both personally and, and business that, yeah. I, that I meet with once a week. Like and a I, mentor? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I talk with him about every single thing that comes into my brain. Do you know, if I need something during the week, I ring him. Mm-hmm. You know, if I if I need something, I, I text him. Mm-hmm. We have weekly Zooms and, you know, those those things, they I really like help that. me. I think as you get older, having the people around you that are like-minded and are heading in the same direction with you is like... Incredibly important. Is so important, mm. you know, and you, you want to you get there and you want to do it with your friends. Yeah. 
you know, it's like, what's the point of making it if you make it on your own? Exactly. I love that. It's boring. It is. Absolutely. You can follow Christian um, on Instagram uh, at key underscore Rocky. Yeah. R-O-C-C-H-I. That's it. Perfect. So send me a message. If you need yeah, something, reach out if you need reach help. Um, but you know, he's he's up to lots of exciting things, as you know, with the protein. It's constantly evolving. It's it's, it's growing, and it it will continue to grow. So well done on that, mate. Um, thank, you. thank you so much for coming in. I really appreciate you taking uh, a, a, t- a lot of time out of your day. I know your phone's been pinging the whole time we've been here. <laughs> um, he's been trying to trying to uh, lock eyes and and not look at his phone. And um, I know it's, it's it's been like he's been. Itching to to open up all his emails but <laughs> uh, my pleasure. I, I really appreciate you having me on Darcy and also everything that you know you have done for me in the past and mm-hmm. and that you will continue to do for me in the future <laughs> yeah likewise